Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Science Hour here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and also on the tuning app. And on today's show, as, as always, I'm joined by co-presenter Pat McNamara. Of course, there's only one thing really on the show today is a look back at the hurling uh, of last weekend as Clare's championship season uh, in all grades uh, came, you know, final team left in it, came to an end. And to discuss these in more in further, we're going to be joined by former or Ireland winning manager with Galway and well-known uh, GA pundit, Cyril Farrell. And fi- after that, then, we'll be talking to local journalist of the Clare editor, uh, sporting editor of the Clare Echo, and a man very good to us here is Pollock McMahon. And now we're joined on the line by former All-Ireland winning manager uh, with, with Galway, uh, well-known uh, pundit, uh, well-known all over the country. It's a uh, man very good to see on Scarif Bay Community Radio. It's Cyril Farrell. Cyril, you're welcome once again. Thanks, Leo. Cyril, I suppose as we, we, we look back on, on last weekend, first of all, and, and the two semi-finals, unfortunately, uh, Clare didn't uh, live up to the expectations that they had created earlier in the year. And uh, you know, Galway put up a great performance against uh, against Limerick, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But looking at Clare uh, for Cyril, you know, not a great performance at, at headquarters, but um, have gone through a, a, a tough campaign. Ah, yeah, you see, look at the look at window, look at the year that still had a great year. I know they were disappointed with Saturday's performance; it was very, very flat. But Leo, when you look at it closely, all the games that they had in Munster they were all hard games. They had to play flat out to win any game. You know what I mean? To be fair to the player and the, the Munster team, with all due respect, there's no leisure where sweep in Munster. So there's no kind of a game that you don't have to be on, on, on full throttle. And Clare had to do that. Like in definitely the eve, you could see it against Wexford, the game against them, they give it a full shot to that Munster final, had to be on high though. They were definitely flat on Saturday and they disappointed themselves the way they played. But the overall year was good. Like they had a, they had a savage following, like Jesus outnumbered. Like they, they, they outnumbered, you know, Kilkenny, I suppose, three or four to one. Kilkenny had the break, and typical Cody, he had everything ready. Like, you know, you'd have to say, yeah. it was Kilkenny's best performance of the year, and they were kind of lying in the long grass. And they're a dangerous team to be underestimated, you know. Yeah, and still, as you said, they had they had the four week break, and you know, I suppose there's pros pros and cons, and definitely just pros uh, for Kilkenny on this occasion. You know, it's with this with the games coming ticking faster, you don't you don't really get a, t- a chance to fine tune anything at the moment. It's kind of more no. m- more no, with, with 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 the system the way it is now when you're playing all the games and about two weeks between each game, and all you do is you're trying to get legs, get get the dead legs right again, get the muscles right again. There's no block of training, and there's even no kind of real block of, say, kind of what the game plan you're going to do. Like, Cody has his off to a team since he always had that system that he'd love to win a Lister final and get the break. That, that's his kind of mantra if he could do it. And, like, uh, you know, he had it to be fair, he had it to perfection. Like, you could see the satisfaction he took out with the game because he knew Clare could match him, but he had everything ready. And he, 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 was, he was, I saw, he was at all the Clare matches that he could be at. Like, he was sitting down there observing the whole lot and no better man. Like, and, uh, look... They're in and all Ireland again. You see, there was no talk on India into the into the semi-finals. Clare had won three Leinster titles in a row, or not Clare. Uh, Kilkenny had like, and that in itself is hard enough to do with, with a team that wouldn't be rated as good as the Kilkenny team. But now all of a sudden, if he wins the final, now he's going to have a lot of all stars that no one had rated at all up to this year. Yeah, there's no 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 doubt about that. But I didn't. Uh Sir, looking at, at Clare's tactic, you know, we've often been told, you, you know, not to hit long ball to Kilkenny and play the, you know, there's a reason we've played a short game and we seem to go very, very, very direct and obviously, of course, the the, the absence of Conlon from centre-back was a huge loss as well. 
you know, that was the first thing, like, it was a big shock to see that he was gone. And, like, you know, Fitzpatrick wouldn't have the experience out of Holland of Conlon at that level anyway to come on. And, like, again, as you say, but, like, a lot of the had long ball going in. So you're, you're, like, you'll resort to kind of back to tight when the real pressure comes on. You're like, definitely Kid Kinney liked the long high ball coming in. And they're, they're look, they're, they're masters in the air. And there's a weakness in Galway, Holland. Kid Kinney are, are, are kings of the air, I think. They're very good at. Now, Limerick have big, big players. But, like, Kid Kinney for... They've ordinary sized players at times, but they're, they're deadly in the air. And I know it might sound crazy, but I know what I'd do if I, if I had a player team on Saturday. But the Grinny Philosophy would be shot. I would have started Tony Kelly Sintraback when, when there was no one there because they, I, they, you knew well that they're going to have Mikey Butler told to mark him tight. Now, they had upset that with Carton, but on the likes of Shannon or someone up front. That, now, if you're asked then doing that, you'd say, oh, well, what was he doing? But to me, like, he'd play very well there, face the ball. He'd score as much there. If you put Mikey, if you put the Kilkenny cat among the pigeons, because they had all led on for, for, for Tony and these boys. Like, and, but look, it's easy to be wise after the event. Like, there's no doubt about Conlon was a big loss. And Clare, for whatever reason, they were flat on the day. Like, to me, for Clare to play well, they have to have high energy and kind of attack every ball. Like, and, you know, like, the likes of, say, David McInerney had a fantastic year. He was carrying the thing the whole time, but you want to 15 doing that. And for whatever reason, like, you know, they were that little bit flat. And Kilkenny had their best game. They were due a good one, and they had the best game of the season. They had it ready for clear. And so, just uh, on another aspect of it, we'll say shooting 24 wides, clear shot 24. I think Galway shot 18. I suppose when you set up to shoot from long range, if the shooting, if the shooting, um, you know, yeah, eyes yeah. aren't in, like, you know, you're losing 10, 12 chances of points. And, uh, yeah, but you see, you know, you're, you're right. Yeah, but if you look at Limerick are, are, are the experts at the long range because they'll keep it in the centre, in the middle, toward the whole time until they get the lad that say on his own to shoot. Mm. Like Galway and Clare were kind of shooting, kind of if they had one pass, maybe at most, and kind of shooting under pressure. Like even in the Galway match, like Henry's system, it, it did give us a chance to win, and we had 19 wides, I think. Which was from long range and kind of snapshots. Whereas at Limerick, if you look to say really coming on and he got three or four points and played looked great for the but like he was he was at the end of three or four passes, just kept it kind of going round in the circle back and forth until they got a lad loose that was able to pop it. He was actually on his own, hitting from the from the front foot But as we looked at say Clear and Galway, a lot of our shots were over the shoulder that was our backs to the kind of half back to the to the post so you're under pressure. Yeah, and and indeed, you know, with, with with Kilkenny as well, I suppose they they got in for the goal. You know, the goal goals win matches. Clare didn't really create any goal chances, but you know, Kilkenny and of course your men paid the price. Kieran paid the price, even though he had a quiet hour. He got the goal, and that was his last action of the match. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, when you look at the Kilkenny team across it'll just show you like like Cody's playing two two very good backs up front. Like Park Welch is a top class back. He's playing up single forward. Martin Kilhorn's seen all these college games, underage games. Yeah. He's a brilliant back, but he's never back there because they have enough of that. So they're pushing lads up front, like, you know, trying to create the middle. Them two are up the centre who are natural, kind of, they're good, but they're not natural forwards. Or they could be the masters the next day. But as you say, Kilhorn got his goal and he was taken off. He wasn't happy with him. No, they'll be fighting for positions down there because Walter might suit Limerick, you know, that he's a big strong man, Walter Welch. But... After saying that, he might be able to get the 70 minutes he could still for him to come on. But that's, that's up to him to decide. And you've got to have the same thing in Limerick, because I know Peter Casey and, and, and Keane Lynch wouldn't be happy coming on, because when they got on, they couldn't get near the ball. So there'll be interesting times in training. Now, there's a room around that Gillan uh, broke his tummy against Scarborough. If it didn't stop, it didn't stop him from playing well, to be fair to him, so he'd be still there. Look, you know, Limerick have yet to play real well. You know, they're, they haven't hit the heights they hit last year. And what they're hoping for and, and kind of... Uh, 
aiming to be hit the heights in the, in the All-Ireland final. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, in fairness to, to Galway last Sunday and, and Henry, they got the tactics spot on. Unfortunately, they didn't, you know, they, they put themselves, as you said earlier, they put themselves in a position to beat Limerick. But then again, as, as always, the top team will always find some way of, 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 of eking it out. Yeah, well, like, this, we like we in Galway had, had the chances, really, like, you know, they played a sweep early on, young men, and didn't know where he was. They were down 6-1 next to it. Then they backed nearly to a pint for half time. Then it was four pints. But, like, when we got the goal, when Galway got the goal to go pint up, there was a few harsh decisions that went against him. That'll happen. Ones that we thought we should have had was yeah. one or two line balls. And, it, you know, that kind of brought them into Now, Limerick finished strong, but Galway did put themselves, like, the, he, he crowded the middle toward. There was very little going into Conor Wheel and very little going in because there were shoots from outside. But to do that, you have to be kind of very accurate. Now, we did have the chances, but like, uh, we're, we're, this work weren't there to finish them off. But it kind of shows what can be done. We're kind of going to try to beat them on points, which is uh, the same as, as uh, that both goalies had a, had a you know... Relatively quite goal that was, yeah. The funny thing is, Leo, that the goal we got saying, oh, we came from a direct ball, first fast ball, David Buck on little pass, picked it up, hit it on the volley, and the next thing, can, kind of catch a great ball... Early ball into the forest fastball. It was the only one that we did all day fast because they were trying to shoot from outside both teams really like. Yeah, and indeed, Cyril, even looking back on the Galway, you know, and they were still in the game and, you know, looking at the outside, Galway made changes, Cyril, maybe, um, I thought myself, maybe a bit early and maybe kind of knocked the team off kilt, uh, off kilt a small bit and gave kind of give well, the, I, a bit of momentum back to Limerick. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you 100%. And I know what they're trying to do, but I'll tell you one thing. If they look at the table game, when they do sit down around Christmas, look at the changes they made, they actually lost midfield completely when they made them. Like they, they lost, they, they're, they're, how would I say, the way the team was set up, it went over completely. We lost our shape completely with the changes. Now the, the changes were made with the best interest of heart. But it showed like that our pinch wasn't good enough. That's what they have to work on. And like Limerick's pinch was very strong. Okay. Keen Lynch and him didn't get into their case, but like you know, David Reedy did. Uh, you know, they the, the, the have they have the strength coming on. But Leo, you know, some days them things are work for you coming on, and other days it won't work. But Galway's bench, like didn't they wasn't as effective at all as Limerick's. In actual fact, our bench weakened <coughs> our team. Would you believe? If they look at the tape again, they'll see that themselves when they do analyse it. So one of the good things from a Galway point of view was uh, the younger players that started on the team. I think came of age fairly well, like to Tom Monaghan and it was. Glennon was going yeah, for a while to really, you know, have to say, like, on the day the they did show, show up. Yeah, I could have to say the year has kind of given us a uh, young, young, young uh, Lennon midfield, uh, Tom Allen came good, Andy Murphy's proved to be, like well, we always knew down here, we always felt he was a top-class goalie, True. but he's proven so that once he gets a chance. They're kind of, even the two cornerbacks that got caught a bit time, but they are good players like Jim Morrissey and, and Jack Reed. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, so I back. Our backs here, all year <coughs> head well and I, I, I really think we found Joseph Cooney look I know he can play anywhere but Joseph Cooney to me is He's a great a back I always raise him a better back man still even from club games yeah. to be honest about it yeah Ashley like I've seen him with NUIG playing centre back and with, with Sarsis he's only like he's a great hurler face ball and a great big man a big kind of a gentle giant but a good hurler like he give an exhibition to me like he's found his position okay Gareth McAtee lost but then you have to you know the best as get there but the defence was fine midfield when they were left arm were fine because up front the problem was in the sense the chance we got weren't taken but look at that'll happen and we have something to work on the thing is now hopefully uh, you know that, that Henry stays on and starts working like he, if he's staying on which he will be hopefully get to the club matches and kind of start working earlier like in the year like to get to know the lads and get, get a few extra bodies in
Yeah, and and Cyril, you know, a quick look to the the All Ireland final, and I suppose again we've been saying all year it's Limerick's to Limerick's uh, final to lose. It's that still very much the case? Do you think? I think it is. Yeah, I I, I really think that they haven't fully clicked this this year to go on to do it, and no better place to do it in the final. Now look at they're up against the team that has beaten the semi-final before and I suppose for Limerick they're up against the team that they'd love to beat like because if you beat Kenny in the final you're kind of you know you're, 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 you're kind of there really and I know to any All-Ireland is great but to beat, to beat Kilkenny in it far far for Limerick because they've beaten everyone else and they'll feel the other one that'll go out the gate because like there's no better man than Professor Cody like because I have to laugh you know, when he, when he wasn't winning. Now, the only thing he was getting criticism was from the Kilkenny supporters. Yeah. I don't know what they want. Like, they have this thing, he's getting old. The age is not to do with it. All the top rugby managers or soccer managers, the age, they're not out there playing, if you know what I mean. They have other lads carrying, doing the running and carrying the bottles, whatever they call it, or doing the stats. And like, you know, like the stats, like, Jesus, this thing, it gets you going. If you did a Cork stats against Galway, even up to the first half, Cork should be in front by about 10 points. Yeah. There's only one stat that counts. Counts, exactly. That's the, that's, the, that's the one at the end of the match to score on the scoreboard. That's the only one that counts. Possession doesn't count. Chances don't count. If they did, if the chances counted, should Galway beat Limerick. You know what I mean? It doesn't count. It's what really counts is, is what's put on the scoreboard. And so that, that can happen within the flick of an eye, especially in Hurling. Like, you look at the, look at awfully minors and tip, like, they awfully seem to have, you know, the game won by all intents and purposes, the next thing the whole thing turns, and the Tipperary are delighted to win one. I felt sorry for Offaly, because, you know, it was, it was very late in the game, and, but it just shows that Hurling sport can be cruel, like. There's no doubt, but that's the next point I was going to ask you, Cyril, is that sport can be cruel, and what hard look on, on the Offaly minors, you know, to lead nearly the whole way through and play the better Hurling. But in fairness to Tipperary, irrespective of what happened or what went on, they didn't go away and eventually the chance came. But what a finish yeah, by, well, uh, by, by Penny yeah, McConnell. The first thing you have to ask is, yeah, the first thing you have to ask for Offaly is, I know, near the end, I thought it was a free out before the free in was given. Yeah. And I, I thought it should have been the penalty with the with the hurl thrown as a spear, that to me. But, but outside of that, you'd have to ask, what did Offaly do with the extra man? That, I only saw it on television. I don't yeah. know where he went to, because to me, like Tipperary outscored them one four one five in the last nine or ten minutes to a point, and it seemed that Tip today, so man, not happy. Whatever they did with them, they must have fallen back. But it can happen in senior as well. Like, but it was, it was a tough one to take. Like, but that's that's hurling. But yeah. after saying that, Offaly would be very disappointed. But didn't you that as, as the overall context, they might actually in the long run they could benefit from it because I've seen here in Galway young lads winning and looking great and maybe being featured too much for winning all Ireland and. That they mightn't want to do anything else at all, you know. Yeah, that's true. And I suppose a, a lot of that off the a lot of that off the minor team would have won an All Ireland Sea Championship earlier in the year when they beat uh, in a in a the college in Inistimen there, you know. So uh, it has been a big big step up for them. And as 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 you said, uh, you know, where did the extra men go? I thought maybe Offaly maybe were a small bit guilty of somewhat like what Galway done. They made changes. They took off a couple of lads, maybe. Yeah. Maybe time, and, yeah. and it seemed to knock knock them out. They're out of shape as well. Yeah, well, you see, you never have a game or the one until it's over. Yeah, you, you can't have sympathy on lads like trying to be doing the nice thing within it and that lads have been on lads. Like, I'm not saying that except, but like, they looked like that, you know. And like, any of the games I saw Tip play, like, they were very lucky. But the day against Clare, first round to the Independence, they were lucky. You know, when I said lucky, they came late in all the games. All That championship this year, with, with Offaly and Leash, say, coming through, I kind of say, in, in Leinster, and say Tip and Clare and Galway and other, you know, there was nothing in the matches. Any of them teams could go on to win Dunder, Dunder 20 in two years' time. 
But Cyril, looking back at the, the minor championship as a whole, and maybe there's an argument that a lot of people are calling for the, you know, to go back to the traditional um, upbringing up to 18 years of age and go back to the 21 as well. But the hurling that was produced in that under-17 championship, and it was a brilliant championship to say the least. Ah, well, yeah, the hurling was first class. Now, they are very young. Even though even the year it makes a terrible difference. Now, there's, there's, a, there's a rumour coming from Club back that they're going to move up to under-19 and forget about the under-20. Like, but I, I would have left under-21 and and 18 as it was. But look, it, it was still a great, it was lovely hurling. It was a very pure hurling, like, you know, maybe the little bit of extra strength counted in places because yeah. the 17 year olds, some of them aren't, aren't developed, like, but, you know, it, it, was, it was a fantastic crowd below in Nolan Park, even though I'd love to see it in, 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 uh, in, in, in Crow Park before the match. Because, you know, the, the Tauruses are going to run into trouble with, with no header in front of a semi final or a final. You're going to find 20 or 30,000 will come uh, about a quarter past three the turnstiles won't be able to take them and you're going to find a big game like a semi final or maybe not Iron Final push back a half an hour of that because the cops will call hey this is getting dangerous or else open up the gates that, that's going to happen with no with no runner before the, the final you know what I mean it's hard yeah, and, for and, 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 and to win an hour too early yeah, and, and, and sort of like you know the tradition is a lot of that you, 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 you go in you know for the first match you know the, the, the real people that were really interested will go in and watch whatever if there's, yeah. if there's two cats hitting the ball up and down the field you'll go in, they'll go in and watch it what is the reading into just not playing some game you know, before it. Well, the minor game, I can tell you, is that they feel that it's too young to expose the young fellas. Like, but I want to expose them to below 25,000, but they kind of use that thing to win the one to get. But, Leo, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like, if you if you had the 30 players from each side tipping Kilkenny and give the young lads a vote, every young lad want to play in Grove Park. But, but going back to the thing with no match in front, like, that's, that's, that's asking for trouble. Yeah. Asking for trouble because you know yourself like, lads will go for a sandwich and maybe a drink beforehand and they'll all come down at the same time. If there's nothing to go to see. You're talking about going to see a match, Leo, in the, in the, um, in the, in the hotel opposite the pitch, both Saturday and Sunday. There was as many people, I'd say, from Antrim than there was from any of the teams. Yeah. And they were down just to see a week in Thurland. That's what yeah. they came for. And were, you know, I couldn't believe it. They were all coming over chatting. And I said, they said, we're down every year. The men and women and young lads. I could, you know, they have no allegiance. They just came for the Hurland. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's which, which is great to see. Yeah, like. and it's great to see you know that they're keeping the life up there. You know, the the job they're doing up there is absolutely un- unbelievable. So before we let you go, um, there was we're like the Premiership in soccer now. We're going talking about the managers. Obviously, Cheddar has gone in leash. Your your, your good friend Matty has gone in. Matty Kinney has left Dublin. Kim Kingston left Cork, and by, by by the time he was going out the back door, Pat Ryan had walked in 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 the front door. Um, a safe appointment by Cork, uh, first of all, Cyril? Yeah, well, you see, Cork has the system to have a pathway like that. You'll be kind of in the development squad, in the minors, in the under-20s, and up to senior. They have that way, and, like, they didn't leave any vacuum because, like, uh, there would be talks there of Don Law, and these guys maybe running for it, but they left no vacuum there. He was just promoted straight away. Pat Ryan knows the hall, and he's won two under-20s lately with a couple of county championships in McKinley. Uh, You know, he would, would know the scene, would know the college team. would be very, very... It would be very, very okay with the underage structure. Like, he's a good fella. Mightn't be not that well known around the country, but he's a good lad. Now, the other jobs are coming up. Cheddar is gone. There's one in, in, in Leash, and there'll be one in Dublin as well. You know, but again, like, you're going to have kind of inside runners, but, you know, it'll be interesting what happens. How you can improve these teams. Matty Kinney did a good job at Dublin. Like, he improved them a good bit. Uh, like, Eddie Brennan had had, had Leash firing on all cylinders. Then kind of got into a bit of trouble with the board, whatever he, kind of, whatever he said about them. And then, you had Cheddar going back in again. Like, it's hard to improve. You know, like, 
but what, like what do you say improvement is like the you know you could have you could have Brian Cody got into Westmead but that doesn't mean the Westmead are going to win in All Ireland you know and yeah, talk about Westmead you have you have uh, you know there's a fella there from uh, Fortune is there yeah. Joey Fortune from Dublin is there he'd love to get back to Dublin there's rumours of Eddie Brennan there's rumours say of, 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 of David Fitz like so they all can't get it so be interested like you know but they are they're all vacant they are all vacant but as you would say Cork acted fast it meant there's no debate at all just straight in yeah, and of course you also we're not too sure what Darren Gleeson is going to do with, with regard to his future and then from either you know after winning the the Joe McDonough, it's a long trick up and down. I suppose he's taking time to consider his options well, as well. He's taking time, yeah, but I do know that they're they're they're, they're mad to hold on to him, but like definitely, uh, like he's thinking about like it's a long way up and he's done a fantastic job with him. There's no doubt about that. Not to get him to the next step, but like uh, you know, no matter who to get from outside, is a long trip. You know, the uh, more than Henry here and oh, it's a tough old. I'm telling you. It's every, you know, two nights a week to weekend. This isn't an easy gig at all. Like, but, you know, I'd say they'll do their best to hold on to Darren Gleeson because he has them. The big thing he has done up there, Leo, is that he has all the best players in the independent. They're all pulling yeah. together because usually up there will be some one or two that you need. You just can't afford. And you're off there looking for someone as well. Like, you know, uh, so <laughs> there's a lot of vacancies. A lot of vacancies. Cyril, my last question to you. The All-Ireland final is on Sunday week. Uh, we're going to be in the middle, of, just past the middle of July. You know, there's a long summer there. You know, obviously the club hurling scene is going to kick in, but I think you'll be probably like most people. You'll be a traditionalist. You still like to see the All Ireland final on on the first Sunday in September. I should just it's crazy what they're doing. They kind of know. I know the club will kick in, and the club is great. It's the, it's the bedrock, it's the foundation, it's the bloodline. But like the club only affects a few thousand, like it's the parish in the county, and you're handing over the you're handing over the daily papers, the TVs, the whole lot from what August, September, October, and all other sports. To me, if they're doing it this way, they should have the club on first, Leah, where you have. You know, you have all the club out in the best time of the year. Let's only go to America. You go up to Shannon Ausher. It is a thing of who's who's who exactly. Christ Almighty! And I should have seen this coming. But to me, the whole the 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 club players are still in the back on the back foot. It's all about the county player. You look at now, Leah. The club is going to start now soon. We're back maybe, and you'll have a lot of the teams. Every t- every club will be involved for a long time. They'll be training under lights, be training in bad pitches because everyone needs a pitch. Whereas if there's a county team in it, you're only one team training and you're only looking for one pitch. You know, you get the best of pitches, best of everything. Like to me, that's that that will be the way to go. But I hope to reverse it if they're going to hold this split season, that to reverse it back the other way. It's it just I have the feeling, Leo, the whole time that. I don't know who was on these committees, and for the mean the best, but are they losing the kind of connection with 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 Carter, with, with Carter as a country people? With with, with the it looks it, look, it, look, it, look, it looks looks like that. It looks it like that to be like fair, that. yeah. Like you look at this, the, the, like you had a, you had an All Ireland semi final in Crow Park, and you had an under twenty, uh, you had a minor final below in Northern Park the same day. Should the name of God Almighty? Well, are they trying to not promote the horse? So don't tell me. Like if you had them young as playing in the first game, even any day, Saturdays or Sundays, wouldn't that be lovely courtenaries? But not alone that, you're promoting the hurling. Like the way it is, you're spreading it out. Like uh, you know, there's just there's no sure, thing. Uh, I don't know how. And and, and you as know, you, I don't know as you, behind it. Yeah, and as you said, even with, with, with a lot of Galway, Galway, and, and, and playing Limerick, there's a lot of people that would have gone to the semi final. And if the minor game was the only game on on that Sunday, they'd have gone to the minor game. You know, well, they would to be there to be there in time. Oh, I I can see trouble at the gate. Like, because you know yourself, if you were in the Ireland final, there's 50,000 there last Sunday, and you had 30 in that 80,000. You're going to have a lot of these coming at the last minute. Don't play the game. It'll be mayhem at the gate. 
That's right. And um, Cyril, finally, before we, 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 the last thing before we let you go, uh, 25 years the, the next day in, in Crow Park, the Clare team of 1997, you know, are going to be honoured for their, their All-Ireland. Unfortunately, they didn't get it for uh, 1995 due to the, the, the pandemic. But um, a quick 25 years, Cyril. Ah, sure, look at Leo. You're only a young lad, yes, but when you get to my age today, <laughs> the older you get, the things, the things. Look at it flies, and there's so much sport and everything on now. Like it's before, like there'd be something every few months, maybe five or six weeks. But now there's something every week, and even every midweek, you're looking at something. And should Irish people, we love sport. It doesn't matter what sport it is. If a team clicks at all, you're there to follow. Let it be rugby or soccer, or maybe there when the cricket team went well. And I know nothing about cricket. Like <laughs> those people looking at that, like that's that's what that's what you want. And sure, that that's what makes the whole country kind of. Uh, Kind of move or talk about or, or, or you know make makes makes Irishman or the Irish person kind of tick really like in the sense that it it it's in their whole life whether whether it is hurling or camogie or rugby or soccer or whatever the hell it is you know we're, we're just a sports mad country like we're a small country we love we love sport yeah, we do and sports is very important especially with everything that's going on around uh, the world and and the country at the moment it's great to get something to take your mind off it Cyril Fell as always you're very good to take the time to talk to us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio we value your opinions right throughout the championship and once again thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us pleasure is mine Leo You're listening to Sportsline on Scarif Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And now we're joined on the line by well-known local journalist, uh, Parik McMahon of the of the Clare Echo men very good to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and of course Parik is going to be a very busy man from here on in as the club championship is about to start and he'll be lining out for his beloved uh, Blues there in, in the market Parik you're welcome once again Thanks very much lads great to talk to Parik. you Parik first of all we, we start off with, with, with the Camogie and last weekend Clare played Waterford in the last group game in the senior while their junior and unfortunately didn't didn't get the victory required uh, to stay out of relegation while the juniors um, manufactured a one point victory over Kevin which leaves them in an All-Ireland semi-final contrasting uh, fortunes for both teams Parik Very contrasting fortunes um, I suppose a quick reflection on the, the senior campaign five games and uh unable to get a win in the five games so unfortunately relegation is where they deserve to be given the the All-Ireland campaign the Waterford game though very very tight in the last few minutes um, Clare had, had brought the deficit to a point uh, and late chances from Warren Scanlon and Chloe Morey both at the Six Mile Bridge Club um, two goal chances that were stopped by the goalkeeper and, and a block from a defender as well um, ended uh, Clare's aspirations of, of holding off relegation and had they got some sort of a result, it, I think it would have done them. Wexford would have probably ended up in relegation, um, and and now they face they face Offaly in July twenty sixth thereabouts, I think, in the relegation, and um, very disappointing given how things had been going. Um, I think it was a worry we maybe touched on before that would Clare be able to bring their form from Munster into the All Ireland, which unfortunately has historically occurred that Clare have done well in Munster and then. And similarly with league campaigns that we've got results against the likes of Kilkenny, but we we don't seem to bring it to championship. And um, that seems to definitely have happened this year with the seniors. Then you had the juniors obviously going up to Kevin, getting a, a good result to progress to an All-Ireland semi-final. Um, but uh, not an ideal situation for the senior team to be in um, preparing for a relegation final. 
Yeah, there's no no doubt about that. And, you know, after there'll be no pushover in a relegation, even though you would expect maybe Clare would probably be good enough. But look, there's not no such thing as a done deal when, when, when it comes into a battle like that. No, definitely not. It's um, it's the one final that no one wants to be in any year. Um, Offaly will be disappointed with their own campaign. They haven't got a point in the board. I know Clare have maybe carved out a draw or two um, when they should have claimed victories in, in certain games. But, um, you know, there'd be certain aspects that you'd be disappointed with. Home advantage doesn't seem to be maximised by Clare, really. You know, they're not getting results, whereas you should be whether they don't seem to have a, a, a fixed setting where they're comfortable in playing with, because I know there had been an argument in, in recent years that Clare Camogie aren't getting games in Cusick Park, um, whereas I felt it didn't really suit them to be, to be playing games yeah. the style of play they went in. And the, but, um, you know, they haven't got results there, so maybe there's there might be a bit of substance in that theory. But, um, sure, yeah, just very disappointed that they that they have ended up in. It is a winnable game, but um, awfully, as you said, won't won't be a pushover and... Um, you know, they, they won't want to be going down either, obviously. No, there's no doubt about that. And look, at hopefully all will turn out for the best. Uh, Parik, unfortunately, our, our season has come to an end at, at county level. All, you know, the county season is over for this year uh, for County Clare. Your overall summation on the year as a whole, Parik? Yeah, I guess overall you'd, um, you'd be, you would say progress, you'd say progression. Definitely, given how Munster went, like very few people gave us a chance to get now to Munster. Um, yes, we were arguably, you know, we were second best for a finish, but we some of the performances that were put together were the most impressive. You know, how Tipperary were brushed aside and how Cork, even though we only beat them by two points, it felt like a 10-point, 12-point victory. Um, and then there wasn't, you know, there wasn't um, much of a test from Watford, really, when they came to tennis. But, you know, the two games with Limerick, a lot of positives to take from them. And I think, you know, we're looking at Galloway and Kilkenny. I think they'd have taken belief that the gap between Limerick and the other counties isn't as big from how from how Clare went went against them in those two games. Um, then, you know, the Wexford game, people said the hangover. I think I think definitely the Clare public underestimated um the Leinster opposition in Wexford and Kilkenny. Um and I'm not saying it fed into this the senior team or the management or the backroom team in any way, but people were nearly looking at an All-Ireland final and disrespecting Wexford and Kilkenny. Um, and I think anyone that knows anything about Hurland would never write off Kilkenny. Um, they're at their most dangerous when they're written off, as we saw in Saturday in Crow Park. Overall, very progressive year, but um, massive regret that it, that it ended on such a downer when we were brushed aside so easily by Kilkenny in, in Crow Park. Um, so it's definitely back to the drawing board and you know why we do say progress and positive the guys that are on that panel and that are on the management they're an ambitious bunch of um, amateurs but they're they're almost professionals they have no silverware to show for their year um, and it's the same thing the Clare footballers will tell you the same thing it's all well and good getting to Crow Park and making a quarter final but then the end of the day they've nothing they've no silverware they've no Monster Championship, National League, or um, All Ireland title to show for their efforts, which is um, which is what they're training for and putting in massive commitment for at the end of the day. Parig, um, I think the, some of the Leinster lads and maybe the Galway lads would be kind of throwing little digs about about Monster Hurling, uh, you know, after last weekend, uh, you know, uh, and about players kind of collapsed. But going back to um, the games against Limerick, there was a full game in Cusick Park. And a game and a half in in Thurles, uh, at high intensity, massive uh, effort put in. 
and I suppose if you like Clare are showing the way to all the other counties how you might match Limerick but in the long run it seems to have taken its toll on Clare and uh, it just looked like they were a shadow of the team in terms of energy and drive and intensity the last day whether it was mental or physical it's hard to know would you read it as being a mental thing or mental and physical and, and maybe you know maybe maybe underestimating Kilkenny slightly as well yeah, I'd, I'd I'd nearly be remiss to say that there was a there was a hangover still, like because I don't, you know, yeah. you'd say something if it was week on week, but like we did, we had about four weeks I think since the Limerick game to the Kilkenny game, Um the only thing that you'd say which which hasn't been confirmed or anything is if there was injuries sustained to to key players, but yeah, I I I, I can't really say that it was um, more. We did put a lot in, and I. Uh, from what I can gather from the management and inside in the camp, there was huge emphasis put on winning the Munster Championship. Yeah. And, you know, that, that objective obviously wasn't achieved, but you, you'd nearly, OK, it went to extra time and not ideal to, you know, to, to lose in such a circumstance. But you'd nearly have thought they'd have kicked on again knowing they came so close to, to beating who everyone regards as the top team in the country. Um. And then, you know, the, the manner in which they finished the Wexford game, you'd have thought a massive boost would have been taken from that. Um, and I think opposition teams would have been fearful. And the common denominator from people, the narrative leaving Semple Stadium was that that win would be the make and a clear. But, um, you know, unfortunately, it was almost the break and a clear because we were totally flat from the start in the, in the Kilkenny game um, last weekend. Yeah, and there's no doubt about it. And I suppose, obviously, the the loss of Condon, you know, John Condon, who's a pivotal member and a you know, captain, <coughs> experienced member of the team. You know, to lose your centre back, you know, like that, close enough to the to the game, it had to be a big body blow, um, Parik. Massive, massive, and you know the character that he is. He's he's such a leader within the setup. Um, to to lose him, was a twelve point loss. I don't think so. Um, but a huge, huge um, gulf or gap to, to have left in the clear defence, the spine of the defence. Like we saw Kilkenny get scores that no opposition got off clear all year, like just seemed to be a pop sh- a pop off, off the shoulder. Like even the goal King Kenny got, he was free through the middle, a pop yeah. off the shoulder after Walter Walsh catching it. Like Clare hadn't conceded that type of a goal all year. Um, you know, because John did, to be fair to him, kept the centre together. Um but uh, yeah, just very disappointed the way the way that come, it you know, and he had sustained the injury um, earlier in the week. It just seemed almost that his injury came all of a sudden when it wasn't um, the case. It just seemed to be a case that there wasn't as much planning done that John was going to be missing um, to come into the slide. Like obviously, Paddy Fitz came in, you know, and Paddy Fitz. A lot of people I think are making him out to be a scapegoat, which I think is unfair. I think anyone that's watched the club game in Clare. I've seen Paddy has been a key member of the Six Mile Bridge team, which dominated in the last decade. And any time there was great games between Six Mile Bridge and Cratlow, Conor McGrath, at the peak of his powers, Six Mile Bridge always tests Paddy fits with, with, you know, with that test. Yeah. You know, which shows what, what he has done. And myself, if I was on the line at, at the game, I probably would have put Key Nolan in from the start and pushed Rory Hale out the field. Um, you know, that would have been the change I would have made. But look, it's very easy to, great to sit team. in my position, you know, because when, when you're involved with a team, it's nearly two weeks later or a week later or even a year later, you say, oh, I wish I made that change, you know. So it's um, it's very easy to, I suppose, judge be the hurler and the ditch at times. And Park, I suppose, looking at the clear team now in an, after just losing that Ireland semi-final, and I suppose we were kind of 
wondering during the league campaign where was this journey where was this journey leading to you know we we, we did get a great year out of it and as you said earlier on she's probably back to the drawing board now drawing board now but there is you know potential there of younger players to come in you know to you know look at the club championships on now and someone is going to someone one or two are going to come out of the back and put their hand up for uh, Brian Lohan uh, to, to bring into the panel Um Look, there is a chance there for players to, to to make their place, and you know, he's not afraid to bring in players like 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 Nolan got in this year. You know, he'll probably get more of a chance even next year to cement his place. So, look, there's there's plenty of opportunity there for people, uh, Pollock. Yeah, absolutely, and and in fairness, it's it's the one you know we're the unofficial key Nolan fan club, I think, on, on Scarf Bay. <laughs> but like anyone anyone that has been at mm. club games for the last three years would have said Keane Nolan deserves his chance and in fairness Brian has been to the club games he gave Keane Nolan his chance so it, like this year's club championship at senior and intermediate is going to be very interesting because we do need to bulk up the squad a bit and have more options um, from, from that sense Like so it, it is going to be integral that Brian and the lads study the club championship and study the form um, you know off the top of my head Adam Hogan I think is going to be a player he's, he's part of the extended panel who is going to get a chance? I'd imagine next year. Yeah. Um. You know, but I think we we also need to plan that. Um. You know, it's Brian is is there for two more years, mm-hmm. as far as I know. And we're if we look at the age profile of the panel, Tony Kelly's David Max. It's probably going to be the window small. It's getting smaller for them to achieve mm-hmm. what we want them to achieve at county level. So it it's almost vital that that we're. We're bringing in as strong a player as we can. Like we know, there's talented players the likes of Dear McCall, Connor Hagerty, but they're very similar in a sense. Like we need to. Some of those guys are going to be coming in with the view that they'll be ready in 2025, as opposed to 2023. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's. It's going to be a different approach that's going to have to be taken by Brian. Like, uh, you know, different, um, different approach for each player coming in and how they manage it. I would recommend maybe looking at what Colum Collins has done with the clear footballers like some guys Emma McMahon was on this kind of emerging talent program for two years before he was in the mix and now this year he he nailed down a starting jersey come the conclusion end of the championship which you know so it's um, but the, the ball is definitely in Brian's court as to as to who maybe impresses in the club championship and as well as that Parag next year's league will be starting what in the January or February whatever so I think you know, while, while, while we kind of all start questioning if Clare aren't going well in the league, really, as was Brian and the lads should maybe use it this year for simply giving players game time, shadow players, fringe players, new players in, maybe regardless of results almost, because as you said, they have to be blooded, they have to be given their chance to strengthen that squad with the, some of the lads getting on in, in the years. So maybe we should be patient in the next year's league and just allow different players to get time and, you know, up to the, up to the speed of senior hurling. Oh, 100%. And maybe I could possibly be accused of being critical after this year's league, but it was purely on the basis that I don't think we trialled enough players <clears> and we didn't, you know, we didn't go out and win, destroy every team kind of going with our strongest team. And I felt, in a sense, it kind of came home to roost uh, at the weekend when we lost John Conlon. Yeah. We had no alternative centre-back to go in because yeah. we hadn't tried anyone else out there. Um, you know, it was possibly too much of a risk to throw Dermot Ryan in when potentially he could be the long-term option at six. You know, whereas we need, we need to actually try those things out during the league. Um, and you know, so be it. Like yeah, Brian, and I suppose you 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 can't. You can't we lost tantrum yeah. and, and there was not. You know, yeah. we we lost tantrum in the league, and there wasn't. You know, 
there was no outcry or anything because we knew we were trying things. We had Paddy Donnell at midfield, we had Keen Galvin on the team as well. So it's you know if people know we're trying different things, they you know they won't be out with pitchforks. Yeah. Whereas it it just you know if we if but I think that is that is a hundred percent essential that we do try out lads in the league and you know try different things and see what works. Yeah, and I suppose you contrast that with Limerick, uh, Park, and it, as you said, he came home to roost last Sunday. David Reedy played nearly all Limerick's league games this year and got a game or two. Obviously, he comes off the bench nearly every day, but he got a couple of games in the Championship. He didn't phase him when he went in in Crow Park last Sunday and done the jo- he was able to do the job he was asked. No, and I, I excellent role model or person to pick out for any, you know, player because a lot of the times I think you, you'd have to have sympathy for guys that aren't making the 26 um, you know because they are putting in savage hours as much as anyone but they're not getting they're not even getting a jersey the day championship but you look at David Reedy there he went off to Kildare for a year playing yeah. and stood out you know because he wasn't getting as much game time as he'd like he went off to Kildare came back spent a bit of time on the sideline again and was a match winner at the weekend so um, I definitely think he's someone any any intercounty management should nearly be referencing him for lads because you know you just need those guys. You need buy in from one to there was forty one on the clear panel. You need buy in from one to forty one, and once they're all united behind the cause and actually chomping at the bit to get in because that's what you want. You want you want every single person on the panel to believe they have a chance, and you know ultimately then they can make a difference. Yeah, and I suppose Dean Parry turn into the minor game and obviously awfully, you know, very hard done by to, to lose in the, in the closing moments against Tipperary. But to put that in context, uh, context with Clare, Clare ran Tipperary to a penalty shootout uh, in the Munster final, came up just a few pints short against Offaly. You know, there, there is plenty of shoots of optimism, uh, Parry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, hundred uh, percent. And we should have won. We should have won that Tipperary game before it even went to extra time, uh, in my opinion. But um, that's all you want. You want a couple of players coming out, and we we referenced some of the last day, like Spawn Gunning and Finan Tracy, Jack O'Neill. If we can be getting those guys ready, like get get them on, and I hope it's been done. But that they're on a proper strength and conditioning program, so that they'll be able to acclimatise to adult hurling fairly rapidly, because we want to keep bringing in, yeah. getting those options, bulking up the senior panel. Um, and you know obviously with the under 20s I think we should have won both of those games as well we didn't but we need to keep learning the last county board meeting Tullas Brian Torpy had said that no contact had been made with Terence Fahey or the management that, like they need to be reappointed that's a progressive management um, the likes of Brendan Bogler Tomas Kelly Terence they've proven their worth be it with clubs or schools so we need to make sure that they are appointed fairly quickly to get them back in because that's a good management the minor management that was in place once we have good teams in place we need to keep them yeah you know, it's we, we very interesting as well to see um, you know we've Pat Fitzgerald stepping down from his role in the next week or two a lot of people had said they wouldn't get involved with Claire GA while he was there so we should we should we should be tro- we nearly have to be closing the door there might be so many people um, <laughs> offering to get involved hanging on the door yeah yeah, and I suppose as we spoke about it here before on Scarface in the Venera with, with Pat Fitzgerald and, and what a legacy, you know, what time he has given to, to Claire G.A. Parrick, you know, 32 years involved in, in the senior board and involved with the board and all before that. Yeah, I don't I don't think it'll be it'll be matched again, in fairness to Pat. Um, given an awful lot of time, a lot of, a lot of hours. Um, you know, I suppose there'd be mixed views depending on who you talk to. Um, and, and, and his legacy and stuff, but, you know, there's, it can't be disputed that, you know, with 95, 97, 2013, he was, he was there at those occasions. Um, I think he did an awful lot of good, but, 
you know, if you're probably to be critical about it, possibly could have went a couple of years earlier, not taken away from what he had done. Um, I think it would have been great for Pat maybe to go out in a high after the under twenty ones did the three in a row in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know, um but it is it is it's a very demanding role, like the hours he's putting in are a lot more than nine to five and stuff as well. So uh, you know, has it's you know, he as Jared Sherlock Nan has kind of been fairly I suppose accurate in it in that he was you know, he Pat was the man he got to launch his book in two thousand, two thousand and one saying he was one of the most progressive administrators, whereas, you know, in more recent times, he said that Pat has possibly stayed on too long. And, and it is impossible for anyone, you know, to be keeping up to speed with, with what, you know, evolution will always happen, mm-hmm. things will evolve, and staying up to speed is very difficult, regardless of whether it's sporting administration or science or whatever, you know. So um, I think he, you know, he has done he's done a great service to Claire GA, and um, I don't know, will there be anyone given 32 years service in, in a similar capacity. That, that's for sure. We, 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 we could add. Parik, however, we're not going to appear uh, uh, with the Clare team on our Ireland final day, but there is a Clare team appearing at, at half-time. So, uh, 25 years, as 1997, your reference there a moment ago, uh, Clare won, won the All-Ireland Senior Championship, the second of that group, that era. Um, as we said earlier, time moving on very, very quick, but brings back, 97 brings back great memories, Parik. Yeah, um, fantastic year for, for the lads and um, being and Tipperary twice in the one year kind of top stuff. But I think all eyes... And a minor final. All Ireland Ireland final exactly. All eyes for, for that final, I think, are going to be on Michael O'Halloran <laughs> um, standing between two men. Century. Um, <laughs> so uh, that'll, be, that'll be quite interesting. And no doubt the lads will have... A, they'll definitely enjoy it. There's a great, great characters in that setup who've who've done fantastic stuff both on and off the field for Clare GA and have been fantastic ambassadors for the county so um yeah and no better crowd to make sure they enjoy themselves either. There's no no doubt about that. Parik before we let you go, there's a small matter of the cup final this weekend. Um the first piece of silverware for at senior level this year, uh Kilmele and Clonlara. I suppose two teams that would have aspirations maybe of a Kenan Hamilton maybe paying a visit to either Paris later on in the year. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I I haven't seen Kilmele at all now all year. I did see Clonlara last year or last week even, and um, playing very well even without their county contingent. Kilmele have only lost one game all year, and that was obviously to Clonlara. Um, so Connor Clancy and Colin Lynch obviously over Kilmele seem to be doing a fantastic job. Like they've lost a couple of lads, one or two to to J one, but they're you know hasn't bothered them in the slightest. They also haven't had the likes Connor Cleary, but they've been. Really, they've really set a marker. I think of any team in in the Clare Cup so far this year. Um, and now, they, similar to what we said with Clare, you know, given all the progress and stuff, you nearly need to mark it with a bit of silverware. So I'd nearly be nudging towards Kilmele, but wouldn't be one bit surprised. Donair will be strengthened. I believe in Galvin will be back in the mix. John Conlon obviously won't be available for this one, and it's possible to out for the first round, of the championship against Fecal. But um, you know, a great a great game, and obviously. One of the big highlights that I didn't mention with regards to Clare year, Clare's year was how Brian and the management and the players and the background team, they kind of brought a bit of a buzz back to Clare Hurlan and, you yes. know, huge commitment given by the Clare public getting behind <clears> them. We, we know the cost of living, cost of fuel up and down to Dublin, up and down to Thurless. There was a huge buzz and it was great. You know, some some young kids weren't kids weren't around in 2018. They got to grow park for the first time. 
support in a clear hurling team. So hopefully we'll see, you know, this crowd that that buzz is there. Wouldn't it be great if it's in Six Mile Bridge for an intermediate club championship or Cusick Park or wherever the games are on? It'd be great to see big crowds at these games and, you know, adding a bit of atmosphere because there has been a small bit of atmosphere, I feel, has been has been that obviously COVID had, had taken away crowds. Mm. But it'd be great if, if that kind of buzz dissipates now into the club game and we get... You know, games for the ages would be great because we, we, we are crying out for some bit bit better quality games in, in the club championship. There's no doubt about that and we echo sentiments entirely on that and you know I suppose where previously when, when Clare when there was a buzz in the county team obviously it filters down to the club team and as you said hopefully the people in general public will come out uh, for and it, even this weekend with the club finals that are on and with the championship in a couple of weeks time uh, we look forward to it with relish. Parik McMahon as always you're very good to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and we thank you very very much for your thoughts. Thanks lads. Thanks very Robert much. Roger, thanks a million. And once again, thanks to Park McMahon. Pat, I suppose, look at, at the end of the day, unfortunately, our, our year is done. But to echo Park's sentiments there about the Clare crowd and the buzz back, I know you'd like to see the crowds coming out uh, to the matches. Start this weekend with the league finals. You know, it has been, unfortunately, look at it, was a good year. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Lessons learned all around. And now we need to support those lads by going back out and supporting at the local club level. That's 100% right. And, and, and Paul hinted at it there. There's been a little bit maybe of, of uh, I suppose, the lack of about club fans in Clare on the last three years. And of course, the COVID is a big issue there, you know, as we know. The other thing I, I, I say, now, I, I know clubs want to play there, but the game's in Cusick Park. You know, if you put six or 700 people into Cusick Park, it's it's a cavern and you hardly notice them and it's kind of flat. If you put six or 700 people into Bradford or Tulla, or maybe, you know, up to a thousand people or any of the other pitches, you have a re-atmosphere, people are close together, maybe a bit more noise and a bit more involvement. But look, that's not going to happen. The games in the park will be the, the games in the park. But I just think myself that places like Bradford, now within Tullo, a great, a great venue, it's lovely, a great venue. fabulous venue, the, with the crowd being closed and close into the action uh, and a great pitch also. Now with Tullo with their fabulous new stand as well, you know, there'll be is it 600 seats in it? 800. 800 seats and, uh, you know, a few others maybe at each side of it. So maybe maybe it'll get an extra game or two. I know Scarif obviously isn't available for a while but with all the development, which is great to see and will be a fabulous venue whenever it is ready to go again. But you just love to see people getting, and I think they will. I, th- I think the young lads that you saw at the terrace in behind the goals in both Hill 16 and the Kalinan end the last few weeks, there's an buzz about them. People in their teenagers, 20s, who maybe didn't see much success in 2013. The, the lads who were in their mid-20s in 2013, they were, they were young lads. So I just thought the chanting and singing of the coming out after the Cork match, the tip match, even the days in Limerick, that drawn game in Ennis with Limerick, I think there was a, I think there was a new awareness there of the quality of the Clare Holland players. And I'm hoping they'll get out and start to appear at matches. And Pat, even even that, even as you're walking around or going passing through, you're travelling through different players to Clare, yeah. You don't go too far now without seeing a young lad at the Hurley or a young lad at the Hurley. It, it is fashionable. Every town and village. Absolutely right. And I mean, uh, Clare got a lot of publicity this year, deservedly so. Then you have heroes like Tony Kelly, Shane, Shane O'Donnell, you know, John Collin, unfortunately injured, but, you know, didn't even bear the name anybody. But everyone has their own heroes and um, I, I, I really do believe that Clare Hurling, with the run this year, plus the under-20s, plus the minors, uh, you know, and across Tulla School as well, 
has created a great new uh, and great new boost for hurling. And of course, Scarif, we're going to Scarif Community College winning a number 15. And absolutely. Championship yes, really indeed. So, look, all those things that may be hoping that there'll be a bit of excitement, a bit of crowd involvement. That's our club games. And, you know, come to see those county players playing for their clubs. Every club nearly has one, if not two panellists on, on, on a clear team, maybe three or four in some cases. But, you know, you'd love to see people getting out and hopefully the weather will be, we'll, we'll get to summer at some stage and it would be great to have, you know, a thousand people in Tulloch for a couple of clubs, maybe a double header or something or in, or in, or in, as I say, Bradford or the other venues uh, and Hewsey Park as well and hopefully now that Clare Hurling is seen to be up there in the top four that people will, will want to see those players, you know, close up with, with their club colours. Yeah, we look, we look forward, as we look forward to relish to the upcoming Absolutely. championship. Pat, turning away uh, from from the hurling for 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 a moment, and you know, a sport is very close to us here. We are like is the, the rugby union, and at this moment in time, Ireland preparing for the the, the uh, second test second out test. there in New Zealand. First one didn't go according to plan. Played very well, I thought the first half. With the scoreboard flattered New Zealand at halftime. Well, I think there was a big turning point in the first half, Leo, of that game, and that was when the score. Um, what you call? We got our first try through Earls, and they got was it Bowden Barrett got their first try, and things were going great. We were dominating the game, and Ring Rose and and Low messed up a ball between them, picked by Reese the winger, went the whole length of the field. I think that was a t- no. Yeah. Look at you might say one try doesn't turn the game, but the whole way it happened Momentum. and Clare and or Clare Society Ireland really dominating position. Um, I think. One of the disappointing aspects is our scrum, our scrum has come under pressure in recent times, and that used to be the case. You know, I remember when 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 we had Furlong, I uh, will say he's getting no Kelleher, order, he's getting no Porter, order, yeah, and even Keane Healy. We were hardly ever shoved around, but we're beginning to go under pressure in the last couple of years. But Leinster and with Ireland, and that's a worry. Um, look at New Zealand are. I know South Africa are World Cup champions, but New Zealand are the cream of rugby. And when you go out to play them, they just love walloping teams in their home ground they just that's a fortress they haven't lost in 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 in, in the park and is it and Dunedin the, the end of the world is the place they call it now this this weekend but I think I think Ireland will pick themselves up alright I think we're capable because we are capable of, of a winning position we are capable of, of um, you know taking them on physically the question is can we take our chances when they come Sexton back big thing the worry is Johnny Sexton is still the main main man and we don't seem to have a ready-made replacement. That's a serious worry, not just for this tour, but the World Cup coming up. Johnny's 37, and, uh, you know, he's still a class act. But why, oh, why have we not been able to develop a viable second-rater? I know Carberry's probably the man, and hopefully he will be, but we so much depend on Johnny Sexton. It's unbelievable. And when he is there, we tend to control the game fairly well, and uh, I think that might happen this weekend. We'll be, if they're shouting with 10 minutes to go, it'll be great. Yeah, and going back to that number 10 debate, and we've we've spoken about it so often mm-hmm. here, Pet and Scarif Peak, and, and sports here on Scarif Peak. Yeah. Radio. You have the two Burns, well, the Burns and, and Burns up the north, Burns, Burns, yeah. from the north as well, gone, and, and, yeah. and, and Carberry. And then, of course, you have the young lads coming in, Munster, you know. Yeah. Is yeah. someone going Carthy. to come out of the pack and nail down the spot here? You know, it looks like Carberry is probably the... Oh, yeah, I think the, he's... he's, he's one you can rely on, maybe. Uh, and I suppose Carberry's the most... Exp- I mean, Carberry's 26 or 7 years of age yeah. at this stage as well. He's, he's not the, really the new boy on the block. Um, you know, I still think Jack Carty was, was, was on oh, the guy. He should have been he, given yeah. a chance, yeah. A real chance, maybe, in the Six Nations or whatever friendly is. But, look, it hasn't happened. You feel the same, maybe, about John Cooney above the north as a scrum half. I great time for him playing. Now, he's shoving on too, but he's been knocking on the door. For some reason, hasn't clicked with Irish management's. But look, that's a, a different debate. But uh, you know, Major Pacific against the All Blacks—that is, 
it's like measures of a Giskel Kenny in Hurling really over the years uh, the all decks at where it's at Brazilian football and I think Ireland will lift I think they definitely will lift it I think they will have looked at the video last weekend and say we matched them in most phases of the game but we made two or three blunders we weren't sharp on the ball and we didn't maybe miss a tackle or two and I think we might see an Ireland be very competitive having said that Ireland was it was it did we draw them about the second or third last tour uh, uh, and uh, no, at a draw we, we lost very narrowly points and, and then back and beat us 40 points the next day yeah. so that's also a possibility you know but we'll be hoping that isn't the case and um, if look at if we get walloped this weekend I think it, it bodes very poorly for next year's World Cup because a travelling Irish team if we don't start performing away from home in a tour or in a tournament like the World Cup and, and put a few get, win, get good results together I think we're going to fail again. Pat, I'm afraid, you know, and you, you, you took the words out of my mouth there, are we back into that cycle again where we have gone well for two years, then there's a lull going down and then there come the fortune when we really need it flat. And of course, kick. many people will say the reason is there's too many, too many instant players on the team. Uh, maybe we can get a few more Munster lads in. Uh, maybe, maybe and also let's maybe lads in. Connacht even in. Uh, so, look at Management in, 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 in rugby tends to be fairly conservative. I think Farrell oh, is conservative enough. I think it's a conservative kind of a game anyway. It's the, it's the Southern Hemisphere teams produce the surprises and the, and, the, and, the, and the quick thinking. I think we are sitting ways and I don't think we're going to see too much new. But what you want to see is Ireland able to leave the country, travel abroad, and put the performances together and have a squad to come, uh, players to come in off the, off the bench to make a difference. And... Uh, this weekend will tell us an awful lot of where we are in, the, in, that, in that scheme of things. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Pat. Thanks a million, million for that. And that concludes our Sports Science Show here today on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. My thanks, as always, to Corporate Inter Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, uh, Cyril Farrell and Barrick McMahon. Thanks to the men in the control tower, uh, Jim, Jim Collins, uh, for keeping the show on the road here for us. And thanks to you very much for tuning in and listening us here today on Scarab Fake News Radio. We hope you enjoyed the show. So all the range for me, Leo Dial, is, it's to say, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.